It's Phil X, and you're watching Guitar Tales with Dave Cohen and Guitar Tales, Guitar Tales. Like, what else do you need, right? Guitar. We're geeks, nerds, gear, inspirations, positive vibes. Look out. And thank you, Phil X. You know, I love that bumper because it organically happens with a capital H. Uh, it was so cool. After our show, we asked him if he wouldn't mind doing a little bumper for us, and the magic occurred. So thank you again, Phil X. Uh, we also want to thank on this edition of Guitar Tales, our dear friend from season one and sponsor of our show, Charles Larita of Mischief Studios. If you have any kind of recording needs, if you want to buy a guitar... Well, everyone here wants to buy a guitar, many guitars. He sells great guitars. He gives lessons. He is a kick-ass guitar player. He is a kick-ass writer of great songs. He's a performer, and he has a recording studio on premises. What more do you need? And he's a good guy. Uh, I always like to tell people I did run into him at either ShopRite or Acme once. We had a nice chat after he did the show with us in season one. But much more importantly than that, if you are anywhere in central New Jersey, anywhere in relative proximity to Pennington, New Jersey, if you want to buy a guitar, get a guitar fixed, record that great song you just wrote, get connected with other musicians in the central Jersey area. Charles will take care of you. Great guy, great musician, great store. Go over there to Mischief Studios and listen to his music, by the way. It's, it's really good stuff. Uh, second thing, um, I really, really, really want to thank all of our uh, uh fans of the show for making our numbers start to rise significantly. Uh, Scott and I are getting some of the analytics in and a lot of our shows are um, getting into some pretty reasonable numbers and we appreciate everyone being patient with us as we grow and try to do a better job at bringing interesting and great musicians to you. Uh, so special thanks to Scott Guitarmasist Engel, who really is the driver of making that happen. Uh, he works at Noise Network Studios as our producer, director, and social media connoisseur uh, to make all of this happen. He puts the uh, good stuff out there. He makes the clips. He books the guests. He uh, uh, makes this ugly face look relatively reasonable uh, for our shows. Uh, so he's doing beautiful work. So thank you again, Scott Guitarmasist Engel. And most importantly for tonight, we have, I think, our first second-time guest, the amazing Mariah Formica, who was with us, I think, in 2020 when she was at the beginning stages of being a rising star, getting millions upon millions of hits on YouTube and other forms of social media where the country and, in fact, the world was beginning to discover her talent. So, Mariah, thank you so much for joining us again. Oh my gosh, thanks so much for having me again. Oh, we're thrilled. We are so thrilled. And I got to tell you, you know, two almost, actually, oh my God, it's almost three years ago. I said two years ago. <laughs> it's almost three years ago we had you on. And, and the really short version of that story is Scott and I were having a conversation. And we said, did you see this young woman performing heart? And <laughs> we're like, oh my God, millions of hits. And Scott said, 
let's try to get her on the show. I said, there's no way you're going to get her on our show. And you were kind enough to do it. Uh, so we watched you at the very beginning of your meteoric rise. Uh, so we've been watching you ever since. Thank you guys so much for all the support. I really, really appreciate it. Well, it's, our, it's it, it really is our pleasure too. And it, it, it felt really good to watch you when we were kind of proud of ourselves because we saw your talent early on and, and so much has happened since then. And that's why we reached out to you because I think there's a story to tell of what's happened to you from those early days. Uh, I guess the best place to start is that you're in an absolutely amazing band plush right now. Thank you. Uh, oh, absolutely. So before we get into 2023, I would like, if you don't mind, to go back and talk a little bit about the amazing 2022 that was your life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much stuff went down in 2022. Um, we had amazing opportunities to go out with, uh, we went out with Slash featuring Miles. Ken this is always like a tongue twister for me. Miles Kennedy and the conspirators. I love, you know, I have Isn't a cheat sheet right here. I have a cheat <laughs> sheet because I would have screwed that up too. Miles Kennedy and, and the conspirators. Such a great experience. I couldn't even believe, I mean, slash, it's slash. I mean, it's even slash. And, and dude, Miles Kennedy, like I, I was two of my favorite people in, in rock music easily. And, and I just like between Miles voice and Slash's guitar playing and his whole like persona i was just like it was a lot so and, what was 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 there an intimidation factor when you first met them honestly I, i'm gonna be honest not really because they are so so humble like they, they make it feel like you're not talking to slash or you're not talking right. to miles kennedy you're just you're talking to you know rock dudes yeah exactly just like they they were just they're so down to earth and so humble it's it's amazing and it's refreshing and it's like i mean before yes it, it was very like like the ride out there it was very like oh man you know i hope that you know like hope you know it's just it is intimidating but it really really wasn't when we first got to meet them because it was just you know they they just made it so easy to they're, they're such great people they're so kind and humble and, and i guess what a part of it too you know i you know we watch scott and i watch from afar you know on social media and by the time you were with them you had already started earning a name for yourself but i think what's more important at least from my personal from the outside perspective is that you were out there getting dirt under your fingernails um as a performer live constantly so by the time you met them you're someone who, who understood that life of being out there performing in front of people because you've been doing it for a while at that point right yeah i i've been performing since i was i mean i started doing like little little gigs and stuff when i was right, like right. um like 11 because i because it was just when i i really wanted to do it and you know my parents are so encouraging which i'm so grateful for and, what um, was what was the album you learned by the time you were like five or six years old? I remember this from our first interview. Was it Aerosmith? Oh my gosh, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, 
Oh, what was it? Not Toys it in the Attic. Was it, was it Toys in the Attic? I think it was Toys in the Attic. I think so. There were so many albums that I, I just, I mean, every single album I would, I would put in. I mean, Aerosmith was playing all day, every day in my room. You know, me just sitting there fiddling with my guitar, trying to figure out, you know, where does this It's go? amazing. And, and, and then you're out gosh. performing at a young age at 11. So, you know, even you're 22 now, I think. Yeah. So you're whatever, 21 or 22 by the time you meet Slash. But you've been performing at that point literally for a decade. So, so the two of you and Miles Kennedy, I, I guess once you're t chatting with them, you can speak their language and, and you have shared experiences with them. Yeah, it's it's really, I mean, it is really, it does something to feel like you're, it's it's a good way to connect, you know, honestly, yeah. it's a great way to connect. Um, and there, it gives you a lot to talk about, you know, and it, and it gives you a lot to learn too. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I from would, them, I mean, so much. It's like, you just want to be sponges when you're, in the presence of greatness like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's tr it really is true. And, you know, one thing, I want to go back to something you said before. Uh, what people don't know, although I pointed out to them, so Scott is in the green room right now. We can see Scott in this, like, faded kind of picture, but he can write to us and, like, say, Dave, you're being an idiot and things like that, which he will do at times. But what he wrote, which I didn't think about, because you're so young, I don't think of the fact that when you were that, that young, that we didn't, re I mean, YouTube might've existed, but not the way it does now. When you're figuring out Toys in the Attic, and then we'll come back to the present. When you're figuring out Toys in the Attic, you're not watching, you know, a YouTube video to learn it. You're probably playing a cassette or playing vinyl at that point, or, or a CD, I guess, but, but you're not yeah. watching a tutorial video, right? Yeah, no, it was all CDs, and I would. What it was is, I used to put my, cause I, I loved my brothers and I. We loved. We always had gaming consoles of some sort, and we had okay. a PlayStation Two, and um, I would, you know, you could put CDs in there. So I would always take my CDs and put it in the PlayStation Two. All right, yeah. Um, so it could play through the TV, and then I would set up like a tiny little whatever you know amp I had at the time, right. um, and I would just kind of sit there and listen and um you know just find i'm like oh that sounds like that or that's you know what i mean like it was sort of like that and then my parents got me one time uh for i think it was for christmas something like that one of the one of the big holidays or, right, or, right. or something but it was a gift president's um, day of perfect exactly yeah. <laughs> but um you know it was uh, it was a gift of all these different CDs. Um, okay. Well, DVDs, but it was like a lot of it was audio. Okay. Uh, there were some with DVDs, some with like audio or whatever, but it's a package of, you know, learning um, all the different, you know, big classic riffs. And and so like the first riff, I, the first riff I ever learned was uh, Back in Black. And the reason oh, really? I learned it, the, yeah, the way that I learned it was I, you know, would, would listen to these, it was a combination of kind of using ears and then listening to the guys on this audio CD or whatever, you know. Telling um, you what to do. Yeah, exactly. Right. And being like, well, this is the strings. And, and if there were some, if there was terminology that I didn't know, like, which was a lot, um, right. I would just kind of be like, all right, I, you know, I think it's this, but then, 
I mean, just a lot of time, I guess. Just spending a lot of time with with my instrument. It just. But to put all of this in perspective, you're not doing this as a 16 year old. Are you even 10 yet when you're doing this? No, I no, I wasn't actually. That's I, amazing. It's like, yeah. What I are just, you like six or five? Yeah, like six and uh, six. Yeah, like six or seven, I think. Um, it just, I mean, that's like the, that's like a Mozart level, you know, like you hear about Mozart, oh you know, doing this. No. Yeah, but yeah. No, it's it's definitely something that I'm very grateful to, like, to, you know, to have as an outlet because it oh, ended yeah. up being the biggest outlet for me. Right, and, and, it's, up, and obviously, so. it's your life and your career now, which is amazing. Yeah. So, so you have this this rich background and and and, and an innate talent, but. A lot of us might have an innate talent, but not everyone cultivates it and does the work. You know, you did yeah. the work. So, so when you're in early 2022, I see from my cheat sheet, we're talking about a year ago, February of 2022. You you have this wealth of experience. You you've you've built your craft at that point, so you can speak the same language as as Miles and as Slash, and and they took you in. I take it. Yeah, they were so sweet and caring and welcoming and, you know, so supportive. Um, and I, I believe actually um, Todd Kearns, who's who's amazing. I love him. He's so awesome. But um, Todd Kearns was so kind and so sweet. He actually wore our um, our T-shirt, one of our T-shirts one night on stage. Oh, that's um, that's which, beyond cool. Beyond cool. Right. I, yeah. I thought it was. And it's just so like they're so supportive, just really awesome guys, and they just they're so sweet and and it it was really amazing to tour with them, honestly. That is, and and then and that's not the only thing you did. So then you're you're playing at festivals. What what is the um, Welcome to Rockville? Oh, Welcome to Rockville. Yeah, that was in um, Daytona Daytona Beach. Um, at the Speedway, actually, and it's it's a huge rock festival. There's so many people there. Um, I think um, I'm trying to think who was there that 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 time. There, I mean, so many people. It, it's like it's huge, so huge that it's hard to remember everybody that was on there. But wow, it's it's such a fun. It it was a lot of fun. It was really hot though. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I couldn't believe the crowds there. It was, they were just so happy to be there. And that's just, amazing. And then this is, to me, this is interesting. So, so I, th I think you're in all your, your family's based in either Albany or Buffalo, I think. Albany. Yeah. Albany. So, you know, you're, you're still young. I mean, now you're still young, but you, you go from, I would imagine, and, and you could jump in and tell me if I'm wrong, you know, you're playing some local gigs when you're really young, but now that this becomes a different animal, um, you're going from, or, you know, maybe you'll go with your family and, and drive X number of miles to play a, a venue somewhere, you know, an hour from Albany or something. But when you're on the road, are you, are you living the life where you're on a tour bus and then sleeping on a tour bus or what, what is that life like? Because that's gotta be new to you at that point, right? Yeah, it was, it was definitely, it wasn't, um, 
it definitely isn't like a you know tour bus like we don't we don't have a bus we don't have okay um, yeah we don't have a bus we don't have i mean we've toured in at the closest that we've toured in you know to a bus i guess would be we got an rv for All right. the slash tour actually was it so it was nice I, I, honestly it was just nice to have like a place to sleep i guess um right that's the only thing that uh you know is otherwise it's kind of like look you gotta you gotta make it work with what you have but um with the this last previous tour that we did with allison chains at uh breaking benjamin and bush we had uh you know just like a 15 passenger van with a with a trail with like a u-haul trailer on the back wow um, so yeah that's, that's good yeah it's character we're... building right exactly exactly yeah and, it, yeah, and, it, and it honestly i mean it just it, it builds up you know resistance and it, it it's yeah i mean you get sick of it you know your neck hurts your 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 muscles hurt like whatever you're doing because it's like oh you know that van i got like a right. thing in my neck or whatever but honestly now who drives um our our tour manager or on previous ones we've had um uh, a driver okay so, so, got, so yeah so this is something i'm so, unfamiliar with and i'm guessing a lot of people listening are unfamiliar with so let's say you have um you you, you play a gig and your next one is 15 hours away. Is that something that happens with you? Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, so, let's... so let's talk about that. The, the 15 hours that you're, so who's, who would be in, who would be with you? Give me any random uh, trip. Who would be with you in it? Would it, it would be the band obviously. And who else is with you in the, uh, yeah, it would be the, the band. And then our, uh, you know, like crew, which is techs. Um, we have a drum tech, um, right. Joey, he's awesome. Um, and then we have, sometimes we, we have, we've had guitar techs, uh, for some of the tours we've, we've had, you know, we'll have like a, just a drum tech and a guitar tech and that's it. That's all we have for crew really. Right. Um, okay. And then, but yeah, you know, but it's, it's very minimal and, and we have a very small, you know, team and, and circle as of right now, but, but you know, it's good. It's, it's good. And it's, when you all love each other and That's... you're all a family, it's, it really isn't like you can be in a van for however many hours. And that's like, obviously it's not comfortable, but at least you're with people that you love and that you're comfortable with and you know, you like, and you have good times with, and you know what I mean? So I do. I mean, uh, yeah. love is, love is the word. I mean, that, 100%. that, yeah. I mean, you know, then everything else will fall into place. And I would right. imagine when, you know, so it's, you know, like hour nine and you're just sort of sitting back yeah. and you're know, playing your phone a little bit. Right. I mean, well, you know, when we think of what Hollywood does with that, Hollywood would have you breaking into song, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, is someone, you know, like, do you pull out your acoustic guitar and start playing tunes when you're driving? Do you just sleep? I'm trying to get a sense of what that life is like. I, I mean, some of the, like, okay, I'm trying to think. I think for the most part, Ashley and Faith okay. are like up in the, they're, they're up in the front making like, they're, they're laughing all the whole time, like doing, you know, like, with like periodic naps in between, I guess, you know. Is she playing drums making, on like, the dash? They're, no, but they're, yeah. they're making like, you know, they're just making puns. Ashley is literally the funniest person I've ever met in my life. Like she's I've hilarious. seen the video. She, it, and, the two of you could 
could start a whole comedy thing together. She, yeah. She's so funny and we all we have a blast. I mean, she is just the life of the party. And so her and Faith will be up in the front kind of, you know, doing their their thing, laughing, you know, making memes, whatever they're doing. And then uh you know, hey, do me a, wait, I'm going to cut you off. I, Scott likes yeah. when I do this. Wait, Scott, if you could put the picture back up. Uh, why don't you introduce the band uh, for us? Yeah. Well, so, Scott, I know who's in it, but I'd like to do it. Yeah. So um, I guess on my. In the dark outfit low. How about that? Okay. So the dark outfit low, that's Bella Perron. That's our lead guitar player. Um, and then. Next to me, directly next to me on the other side is Ashley in that fire jumpsuit. <laughs> uh, and then right next to Ashley, kneeled down, is Faith, who's our drummer. Ashley is uh, our bass player, by the way. Excellent. Um, yeah. And Ashley she's the one I've seen the videos. You, you two crack each other up. Oh, my gosh. She, she's so funny. She's like, she, I, I just, it's you should honestly like a van like honestly a van ride with us might be a little bit too much for some people <laughs> like I, I, i'm not it, even gonna lie like i wouldn't you know like people <laughs> it might be a little too much that's how much fun so, you know what i like about it so first of all you got a drink to that you know let, let's drink yeah to, cheers yeah. now what are you drinking by the way right now i am drinking a whiskey sour very nice the wimpy old guy is drinking red wine, and wimpier Scott is drinking like Can't a Coors Light or a Bud Light, which is just pathetic. All right. But so am I. Yeah, I'm like red wine. You can't go wrong with that. But yeah, it's it's I'm it's not, not a as... huge Coors Light person. Yeah, I know. We're making fun of Scott in absentia right now. <laughs> he's getting mad. But, but he's uh, still a vibe. Yeah. That's what what is he doing? He's he's <laughs> oh he's covering his can back. So the the sense I get from the two of you is that you're goofballs together. Am I right? Complete oh, yeah. like, like you're 12 years old together, except yeah. with like, it's an R version privately when you're off camera, but it's like a 12 year old <laughs> level of maturity, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it obviously like when times need to be serious, it's different, but if we yeah. have it, if we have it our way and like, we're just joking around. Yeah. It's like, probably 12 year old 13 year old little boy humor like yeah that's the sense i get yeah yeah it's very i mean but she's just so funny so yeah so they they're in the front doing whatever they're doing uh you know uh bella and i kind of tend to hang in the back of the van kind of kind of hang out do whatever i honestly am the sleeper i sleep 24 7 any chance i get all right. day any time in the van that we spend, especially if it's a long, like, you know, the 10 hours, the 15 hours, whatever. Right, right, right. I'm asleep the whole time. As a matter of fact, I remember talking to Faith one time, and we were doing, like, impressions of each other. And we're all going around, whatever, and she's like, okay, ready? I'm going to be Mariah in the van. Oh, that's and great. Just, and that was her only thing that she had to say. It was so funny because I'm... I'm just a sleeper. That's what I'm always doing in the van, really. I, I'm sleeping or listening to podcasts or, uh, you know, watching YouTube or whatever. So. And you're, but you have to, you know, the interesting thing is you have to reserve your energy because I've seen, you know, I've watched the clips of you guys and I was so upset when you played the PNC Art Center. 
I had every intention of reaching out to you to try to go ahead. I, 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 I think I was out of the country at that time, uh, but I would have loved to have seen you guys. But I've seen your performances, not live, but at least on, you know, on, on video. And you're like my pooch right now who's sleeping. You know, you're, you're, you're either at zero miles an hour or you're at 100 miles an hour, right? Yeah, so, yeah pretty much. When, yeah. when you're on stage, I've seen, and you're all, all of you put so much energy into those yeah. shows. And, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's like a... That's a good rock face gonna... in that picture. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I just, you know, it's just a an outlet for... It is, but it's anything, real when you know, it's coming I... from you. That is not, that's not a bullshit yeah. rock face. I, you know, I've watched it. I, I, I could tell if people are just putting on airs. You're feeling it when you make that face, right? For sure. I, I definitely, yeah. I'm not going to go as far to say like possession because that's a little dramatic, but like, yeah. you know, some people talk about like, or, you know, like Beyonce, right? Like she talks about like her, her alter ego, I guess, whenever she hits the stage, it's, she calls it like Sasha Fierce or something like that. It, it's not, it's not the same in any way, but I'm just saying like, it's, it's very, I, I get where, you know, people do have, some people just come alive when they're on stage and it's a different, you just are so taken by the moment that it's just, you know, you get very, it, it's just, you're super invested, you know, which is how it should be, of course. No, we, um, we've had that a few times on Guitar Tales. Uh, back in the early days uh, when we were in the studio, we would have live performances and we, we had uh, Lisa Sherman on and we actually had a whole discussion I was and I said you were just inhabited, and she's yeah. like, "Yes, I was. Yes, I was." And we had uh, Nixon's head, and uh, my my, wow. my good friend um, Andy went on, mm -hmm. and he is the most mild mannered guy in the world, except when he's performing, and then he's a freaking maniac, in a good way, of course. Um, and, and then he be and and then something will inhabit him, and and. So you right now, you could be goofy with me on our on our little interview here. You you guys could be goofy in the van, but so, I'm guessing something inhabits you when you're hopping on stage, and there there is a power to it. Yeah, one hundred percent. It is power. Yeah, it definitely is, and it's. I think it's just really overwhelming when you get. I mean, in the in the best way, but right, it's right, very, right. It's it's very overwhelming and, and intense when you can kind of when you can really just focus all your energy, like literally anything. I mean, it's cliche. Everybody's like, just leave it all on the stage, but it's true. Right. Like yeah. you, anything that you, you know, felt that day that was negative or something, you know, any st sort of stress or just like, or great joy, like that, that you just yeah. need. I mean, any emotion, I feel like, regardless of whether it's positive or negative, can be overwhelming. Like, even if you're so overjoyed about something, it can be overwhelming. And it's good to have an outlet to get that it out. Just, so, it comes right through you. Yeah. And, and, and then when you have other people in the crowd to share it with, that just, it, there's no feeling that is, like, I can't describe that feeling, you know? And I well, think that I, I can. I'm going to describe it. Sort of I will describe it right now by having Scott, if you wouldn't mind, putting on your uh, TSO performance. One of your TSO performances, Trans-Siberian oh. Orchestra. We're, <laughs> because, <laughs> really? We're going to go there? Oh, we're going right <laughs> there. We are, Mariah. <laughs>
just went right there. That is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Are you actually blushing? No, I, well, listen, what I have. (laughs) Maybe it's the heat from the alcohol, okay? No, yeah, it's gotta be. It's I, gotta be no, that. I, it's gotta be that. No, I am. I get a little bit. I, I do. I, I just. I think anybody like whenever they like see themselves on video or like hear themselves talk, I think it's, it's just a. Everybody has that feeling of like, oh my fucking gosh, turn it off. You know. Uh, thank sorry. you for that. Thank I'm you for the I'm fucking f bomb. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't. I love them because it drives Scott crazy. I'm so, sorry. That no, is it's the all good. And only f bomb. Oh, I hope there's more. I hope there's more F-bombs. But (laughs) that was good. That was good. Um, But, you know, what's really nice is that you you still have that sufficient level of humility where you kind of do a little bit of this when you're watching yourself. Because I think when people, as time goes by, and this is not just a musician issue. This, you know, I always go back to I'm a trial lawyer and we can talk about like people as lawyers. If someone hits me with a compliment, I'll feel a little like that. And I'll, I'll you know, be a little awkward about it right. because, you know, if I yeah, accomplish something, right. if people say, hey, Dave, as a lawyer, you're really great at this. I'm like, eh, you know, I'm OK. I try I do my best. Um, and that's right. what you're doing. And that and that shows, a, I would, in my view, anyway, a, a healthy level of humility. Um, but unlike you, I'm permitted to say that kicks ass. You're not allowed to say that about yourself, obviously. Uh, Thank you. I but, really do appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. I, do. I really, regardless of like any sort of, like, I, I really do appreciate it. I really it, do. It, it's, it's amazing. You know, Scott and I, before, um, you know, we always test the equipment and everything before our guests come on. We were watching that together. And and this one, we won't have to bleep out. I'm like, holy shit, that's great. <laughs> uh, but, and, and what's interesting in, in the round world that we live in, uh, another guest of ours, Joel Hoxtra, um, probably was playing guitar when you were singing that. Or- I see. So Joel's on the on the East Band. I was in the West oh. one. Yeah, I, but it would have been so cool. But I mean, I'm, I love Angus Clark. Yeah, too, and Al Petrelli. I mean, they're all just everybody's so. It also is so interesting to me that they got two. I didn't know that they had two bands like one on the east, one on the west. I mean, it's so interesting to me that they got together just two bands, not one, but two, two bands. That's amazing, yeah. Ridiculously talented, incredible musicians. Like, really crazy to me. And and Scott is writing, I'm looking at my screen right, he's like, I had no idea. I know I had no idea. Yeah. Um, But but it is pretty cool. So we've had two guests um, on our show. I, I guess now we know we've had two different coasts uh, for, for TSO, which is kind of neat on Guitar Tales. And we've actually now had uh, two fo- two Academy Award winners on our show. Wow. <laughs> so, which is pretty cool. That's which is pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, so, so we've got this. So you did TSO. Now, how many actual shows did you perform with them? Is um, that like one show? Did. Is it multiple? Uh, we did. I think we did about fifty on that. That's last what I tour. thought. Right. Yeah, yeah, about fifty shows in thirty days. No, not thirty days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah about I mean, you could. Days. You could. Fifty shows in thirty days, I think, because a lot of the shows are uh, double show days. 
So like you have two. That so makes sense. Yeah. 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 So thir- about 30 days, about 50 shows. Yeah. And that's, and you know, it's funny. I want to come back to why I, I, I it, with joy embarrassed you a little bit by putting that on is that we were talking about, um, you know, you, you take your cat nap all day long, but then the, the level of intensity you're going to bring on a stage, you know, you, you do have to reserve all your energy like that, you know? Yeah. And especially yeah. as something that I learned as like, you know, as a singer too, is, okay. is and, and like advice too from other singers is, you know, yeah, you do have to conserve your energy because it not only do you have to conserve your energy because like your talking voice, obviously, right, but, right, right. you know, and like, don't scream, don't, which look, I, I just, I'm a loud person. Like, I don't, I don't know how to not be loud. And my mom is like that too. So that's probably why, but I'm just a loud person. Like if I really get into something, I'm very like, yeah. And I can't believe that. You know what I mean? Like, It's I'm just loud, but. Um, you do you know, get I, mad? Do I get mad? Trying to, I don't. I'm not sensing. Do you? I I do. I can. I have a temper. Yeah, I have like what's they what they call that like um, short person syndrome or something. Where it's oh, like that's funny. They get, they get like the really small people. They they gotta make up for it with their temper or whatever. Napoleon syndrome. Napoleonic like complex. That. That's yeah. what it is. I, yeah. I'm like, because it's true. I, I do. I, I don't know why, but I, I really do. I have a crazy temper, but. Oh, interesting. You know, on other things. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah. But um, yeah, you do have to conserve your energy. It's very, because not only is it like your voice, obviously, but I have learned specifically, honestly, on the Alice in Chains tour, I what, did not realize how important it is to conserve your energy as a whole, like just for your okay. body, especially right. being a singer, because I didn't realize that stress and lack of sleep and like, I didn't, I knew that it affect, it can affect your voice. Cause obviously it's a part of your body, but I had no clue, like what you eat, when you eat. I mean, it all can have a huge effect on your voice. And like, I was really struggling on the Allison Chains tour, to be honest, like with my voice and just, so a lot of the time I really just kind of, while everybody was out doing stuff, I just stayed and slept. I, I just, you know, because it's it's really kind of scary actually when you think that like, you're like, oh, well, you think that something that you've just, that you've always been able to do is gonna be there, but it's not how it is. It's like, if you're an athlete, you, and you don't, you know, no, I get your it. body like it's it's so it's like the same thing and so I guess that's one of the biggest things I learned recent more recently is that it really is so important to conserve your energy as anybody but also like especially as a singer it, it's so so important because I if I if I don't get a certain amount of sleep my voice just will be hoarse the next day that's how it is it's well crazy. you know you have a layer of pressure. I mean, you're a guitar player mm-hmm. also, obviously. Um, but, you know, when it, when you wear your hat solely as a guitar player, let's say you're doing an instrumental, obviously right. you want your fingers to be in good shape, right? right. Um, but, but your instrument is a piece of wood with metal and electronics and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. When you're singing, your instrument is inside you. So mm-hmm. obviously when you play guitar, you know, you have some pressure on your back. You got to make sure, you know, your muscles here are good. Your muscles yeah. here are good. But but the level of pressure you're going to feel to take care of yourself as a singer, I would imagine, 
um, is that on steroids, right? Yeah, on, on, I mean, I think so, honestly, because it's also, it's like, you can't, you also, I mean, you should, obviously, like, anybody should, like, watching what you eat isn't just a singer thing. Like, obviously, that's a good thing that everybody should right. do, but I mean, like, it's even more because if you, like, e it goes down to things like certain things that are higher in acidity, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, like, whiskey, I'll, you know, you can indulge every once in a while, but whiskey is like terrible for your voice it's it's like all the things that you didn't know that you had to think about you're like wow this food is acidic and this food is acidic and this is i mean right. that makes chocolate's sense. a big acidic thing and i have acid reflux and so a lot of the things i started noticing like if you eat a lot of acidic foods i mean your voice gets hoarse from that all the acid sense. kind of chipping away at it and so it's just a lot of things that like you learn a lot of self-discipline too, I feel like, which I'm still trying to learn, but you know, I've had time, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of things that you're learning and, and just kind of, that's why I'm always, I always want to try and, you know, I'm looking for better habits and, and, you know, I always want to take better care of myself because it but, is that important. It's so but important. With What's interesting to me, and I'm watching Scott's writing us, he, he, he's a pharmacist in the day when he's not doing this and not performing in his band. Really? Oh, yes. Yes. Scott That's is a awesome. He's a pharmacist. That's why he goes by guitarmacist. Get guitarmacist. It? Pharmacist. I yeah. saw that earlier and I was like, man, that's amazing. I love that. It's a cool name. Yeah. He, that name. Yeah. Uh, here, here's a little trivia for you. Scott and I were in a band called The Cure before The Cure existed. We just up. we just came up with that name, and I don't know if Scott or I did, but we 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 have a cassette tape that says "The Cure" on it uh, from a, about a year before The Cure existed, and we sucked. But uh, <laughs> no, but went, dude, that's amazing. We were horrible. He went on to become a good musician. I didn't. But uh, <laughs> okay, that makes but, me feel a, like okay because there's also this band that is from South Africa that's called Plush, and everybody thinks. A lot of people have come up to us like still and they're like oh you guys are from south africa because i think that there was like a a mix-up with like if you if you were to like google plush the right. wikipedia comes up and it says that well there's a 19 south africa but that's that's interesting because it doesn't make me feel like such a jerk for like taking because i when i first saw that i was like oh my gosh like we have to change it. Like I'm, we're, we're horrible people. We just took somebody's name. Like the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, Scott and I actually, we, we sued them. We got $2 million each and we're fine. Now. I made that up. <laughs> I made that up. No, um, no, it doesn't amazing. matter. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, I want to come back to your comment about the whiskey. Um, because, you know, you made me think, um, my freshman year in college, uh, we recruited a, uh, a lovely woman who, a girl back then, not a, a woman, but she sang in her church choir. And to get her revved up for rock and roll before our first gig, which was a gig in like a dorm, it wasn't a real gig, but it was a gig. We actually made her drink whiskey to loosen <laughs> up because, you know, there, there is, as you balance, you know, the rock and roll, I think the rock and roll life is different now than it was 40, 50 years ago or what have you, for me, 35, or whatever it was. Um, but, you know, there there is the rock and roll lifestyle of there being sort of a little looseness, having fun, the salty language you and I use today, right? <laughs> right. And, and then the trade-off that if you do 
everything to preserve your voice, then maybe you have a little less of the rock and roll edge that you want, which will affect your performance and your songwriting and all that. So there's probably at least a little bit of a balance. You don't want to screw up your body and your voice, obviously. Definitely. But but you don't necessarily want to lead such a sort of pristine G-rated life that you're not a rock and roller with my air quotes. Right. No, I I totally, I completely agree with you. It's more just about, like you said, like just balance and self-discipline. That's it. It's not like, oh, you can never indulge in this or you can never, you can't even do it like a couple days. But, but it's, you know, it's just a matter of knowing, I guess, whenever you're like, you feel that you're a little bit more sensitive or you feel a little bit of tension in your throat. Like maybe, oh, maybe I won't have that drink tonight because I feel that's perfect. You know, there's tension in my throat or whatever, but I completely agree with you. You got to live a little, but yeah. you know, and you got, and you're right. Like you got to have that edge and, and that totally is like, I mean, you don't, you don't have to, but if, you know, a lot of people who are rock and roll just are that way. I don't know. Right, right. I mean, and, I'm and, that and, way. I need that edge too, you know, but right. like you said, it's all about balance, you know? Right. And, and, and then the other thing is that, you know, you're, you're a songwriter, yeah. you know? So, you know, it. You know, you're drawing. You're drawing on life experience to inform the music you write. Right. And you want to lead a good life. And you know, I, I, have I've asked many of our guests, and, and and they've all wowed me with their answers. You know, the folks who really have a great font of creativity. And and I, I got my ass kicked in a question. I forgot. It wasn't Charles. It was somebody else. You know, where I said, you know, the, the best of writing comes from places of despair and things like that. I'm like, no, it doesn't. You know, Definitely. and, and I, I felt like I got my ass kicked in a good way uh, on that question. But it, uh, Scott's right. It was Wollstenholme. That's right. Scott has such a good memory. Um, <laughs> that was in season one. And I asked him that question. And he's like, no, it's not just. And he was talking about the antennae that he put out there. And they, they sort of pull things in. So for you, you know, what is your inspiration when you're writing music? Lyrics and the music yeah. part of it. I would say, I mean, for music parts, it would just be kind of whatever. Like I, I just start hearing. Yeah, like I just start hearing stuff in my head, I guess. Okay, um, right, right. And then, it, you know, as far as like lyrics and stuff, I, I mean... The music and the lyrics are obviously connected, but it's for lyrics usually I and lately I've actually been trying to kind of think about more you know how to write things that are more positive. but honestly, it's for for a lot of people it really does you know most of the a lot of the inspiration comes from being in desperate places and positions and despair and and having struggles because it's like, I mean, I, I just think that when you feel so uncomfortable or so intense about things, and it's like, I feel like that's how humans are. It's unfortunately, it's like it's a bunch of positive things can happen, but I feel like for for a lot of people, the really negative and devastating things they just have more of an impact. That is, it's just more intense. You know, I, that At least is for me. That's how it is, and, that, and so you that, know, a lot I, of, I share that view. Yeah, it, it makes it, sense to me. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that's the only, I mean, it's obviously not the only, the, you know, the best right. songs come out of that all the time. But for me personally, in my experience, that's, and I know, I, I, I'm, I know we'll have that song that's like positivity, party, whatever. But for me, for me right now in my life, I just draw the most inspiration from, and I think it mainly, it, it mainly comes from feeling like you don't have as much of an outlet with the negative things because people don't want to open up and talk about things that they struggle with or, right. you know, just how deep things are or get or how intense or sometimes you just can't articulate it in talking words. I mean, like it, it's, it's, I think that it, you know, regardless of whatever emotion you're coming from, I feel like it, you know, but it, I, I just, that's just how it is for me personally. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because I, I, I came up with two really random songs on, on, on opposite ends of the spectrum. You've got, I thought of Walking on Sunshine, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's, a, that's of, a really happy song. Yeah. It's a really happy song. And it's a great and one. Then, and let's, you know, you're too young, but I'm going to test your rock and roll knowledge. You probably know it. Oh. Um, I don't like Mondays, Boontown Rats. Do you know that song? Oh, we're gonna have to send that to you. Oh, it, this—it's a special I'm a fake song. Rock and roller. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's. A, um, but the Boontown Rats, um, the guy who created Live Aid, um, uh, came up with a song. I don't like Mondays, based on a horrible series of events. I won't get into all the details, yeah. but but when you have a, a dark song, I, I would—I I don't think I know it. it it, it serves to help people lift themselves out of a dark place. So th there exactly. are those songs that are really happy that make us, we're already happy and we celebrate our happiness and that's a wonderful thing. But maybe the more important thing that music can do is take the people who are down here and sort of help lift themselves up and say, hey, you know, I've, I've felt the same way and we could share that experience and kind of make ourselves feel better together or at least just commiserate together. You know? 100%. And that's yeah. honestly like not to be cheesy, but that really is such a beautiful thing. Like when you I, I agree, it, it's, it's so beautiful because that is, and I agree, it's totally everybody has a different purpose. Um, you know, and I feel like that is a big part of my personal pur purpose is helping people out of, you know, places where they where it feels impossible because that's what other bands did for me and this a lot of the music that i listened to and that i still listen to it isn't happy it, yeah. it most of it most of it isn't happy you know i mean give, it, give it, us it, a give okay. us a good example i, I want to hear about some of your for that well, genre yeah i mean honestly my my all-time favorite band is corn and the biggest reason because of that you know the biggest reason that that is is because you you hear the agony in their music. You hear right. the pain from Jonathan Davis's voice. He cries in at the end of some of their songs. Like you like he put those raw moments in there from just being broken, desperate. Like you can hear those lyrics. It's heavy. It's dark. It's painful. And that when you hear that and you don't feel like you, I mean, for me, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but for me, when I was, you know, in sixth grade and, and, you know, 
really first truly started to like struggle badly okay. I when I heard corn and their lyrics it was like that was the outlet and I was like wow this this these you know and evanescence like these people are are putting into words what I could never I can't express right now because I was right, 12 right, or I was right. whatever that's so important like people I don't think that people like grasp like all these people who are like why are your song titles so negative why is everything about this and that blah blah, blah. you don't understand how important it is it's for people so to be important. able to hear stuff like that and and you don't understand how important it is also for the people who are writing the songs too because a lot of the times when that's their only outlet who are you to judge people's yeah. artistry it's art if you don't like it go find another artist right you it, know what it, i mean i mean you could you could listen to walking on sunshine Exactly. And but you know what? That's yeah. a really positive song and I yeah. love that song as well. Me too. It's just yeah. not my thing right now. I you know what I mean? I or is or it's not your ways. thing for a certain mood you're experiencing. When you're experiencing this mood you want this. Right. And this mood. Yeah. Exactly. But for me it's not something that I but but I do love to I I personally love to listen to feel good songs like that too. It's just it's harder for me personally as a person to write them because it's all based on your experiences and what right. you know and, what I mean? Like, no, so it's that's like, just what I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm on the same page, you yeah. know, Scott, <laughs> Scott just wrote, we need a heavy version of walking on sunshine. That would be pretty I'm cool. Walking on sunshine. Let's hear it. Keep going. That works. I like it. I like it. All right, that, that that's Plush's next big hit. You gotta go with a really dark version of Walking, Walking on, on Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah, that's right. Out this uh, spring. Yeah, that's right. Out next spring. You know, it, you know, Scott wrote comes. it. Sorry. This is, <laughs> let me hear one more lyric. Let me hear it one more time. Let's hear a little I'm more. Just, no, I, I didn't have a lyric, but I was just gonna say it comes. You know, it's gonna be out this spring when the sun comes back. But that was not. Oh, I like that. I like that. It also like doesn't that. apply to everyone who's listening. Doesn't apply to everyone. Here, let's hear one more gritty walking on sunshine. Let's hear it. Oh, let me. I gotta get in the zone. Hold on. Okay. All right. Wait. Let me get a sip of this first. That's right. You need that, like my old singer did. <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> Listen, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I like it. I like it. <laughs> It's good stuff. So, so you gave us another great segue. So, uh, next spring, after you release the gritty version of Walking on Sunshine, uh, <laughs> I, I have my cheat sheet, but I don't need it because I'm going to ask you. So, let's talk about 2023. We are recording right now. It is February of 2023. Talk about what what has happened this year and what what great things you guys have going on and plush for this year. Yeah, so we've got, um, as far as things we've did this year, one of the really cool things that we've got to do so far is play, um, we did a show at a military base, not too long ago, I mean, a few weeks ago, actually, um, in Cherry Point, North Carolina, and that was really fun. It was really fun to go out there and hang with the Marines and, right, you know, play yeah. for them, and, and everybody just seemed really happy. Um you know, to be, be out there with, 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 you know, bands and, and hearing live music. And it was just, it was a really great time. Um, you know, and I really hope that we get to do that again. And it was just, it was also cool to just do that 
for for oh, absolutely least, you know for the, for troops, the people like, who are it, taking care of us yeah literally yeah like this at least yeah. we could do for them right so yep. i you know it was really fun to do that and to be a part of that and to just see how much fun everybody was having and and we had so much fun too like it was just it was a really cool experience and they were so hospitable and and just so great to us and i i really hope that we get to go back there because it was really fun um so that was a really cool thing that we did thus far this year Very um, nice. as far as you know plans for this year 2023 we are right now we're just focusing really on getting new music out um you know and we don't really have we, we don't have shows until you know this this summer okay um but we do have a really cool uh we ha we're doing the i believe it's called the cadet fest okay um but that's a, a really cool festival that we're doing this year that i'm really excited for and um you know just focusing on putting out more music too because like i said you know it's been a hot minute and isn't it crazy really nice too yeah i mean no, it, you know i your song hate is phenomenal like oh, what you. a fabulous fabulous thank song and you know you put your vulnerability right out there right i, I mean yeah, i am so broken right you know yeah. like like you think about that lyric and, and and no you're not broken but that's how you felt in that moment when you wrote it right exactly you know you're, you're not saying i'm a broken person you're not sitting here i'm not i'm not talking to a broken person on this interview but in that moment that was the emotion as you wrote it and then when you sing it you're feeling again that emotion yeah. and every person who's listening to you who's been broken for a moment is feeling yeah. better because they're having yeah. a comrade in arms with you yeah exactly it, yeah, exactly it's that camaraderie it's like it's it's so it really is so important that they that people have you know a person that they or just any anything like a, a song or a, or somebody who they're just like okay that's a person out there that gets it or like yeah because it's because when you also when you struggle too with with anything really it's it's way easy it's it's almost inevitable that you're gonna feel like yeah nobody else really gets it or like you know i can't articulate exactly everything right. or the depth of what i feel and that is so horrible to feel that way, you know, like it's it's horrible to not be able to articulate or feel like you can connect or talk about things. And like as I get older, I or as I got older, I guess I, I'm not yeah. that I'm like old or anything, but I, you know, as I like when I wrote that song, as I got older, since I wrote that song, I yep, realized, yep. you know, it's not people are not like a lot of my friends in high school. I, I look, I'm so grateful because I have an amazing support system. I have my family. My yep. family is a very ride or die family. We are we have each other's backs regardless of what. We listen to each other. We we know each other like the back of our hands. But I, I, I find that that is not it, it is not like like a lot of my friends, most of them were not super close with their families. They didn't feel like they could especially in that age group like the high school you know and like college age group like they didn't feel like they could you know a lot of my friends would be like oh i would never tell my parents that like or i would never tell so and so that like i i don't you know what do they I, I don't they would never get it or i can't tell them what you know what i mean and so it's like 
there's a barrier I feel like that's broken when you write a song that people hear and they hear it and, and like I said earlier it's like you're just like wow this person is putting into words what I feel rather than just being like hey I get it you know it's more because you're describing it in a song and, well, and also the music plays a part too it's like huge it, and you know, you know as we sort of round out this lovely chat and the time flies on our show yeah you know um, we've been actually chatting for about an hour now. Um, That's crazy. It doesn't feel like it at no, all. No, it never does. And but but here's a beautiful thought I want to share with you. So <laughs> you talked about a couple of things tonight. You talked about the power that, that will sort of get channeled through you as you talk. Yeah. You have you have the family who supports you. Your ride or die family. But here's what's amazing. Your ride or die family put you in a position to help you do for the people who watch you perform what corn did for you. Wow. Yeah. You know? that's, yeah. And that's, so you're, that you're is doing, that's wow. You're doing for them what corn did for you way back when, you know? Right. And I, and I, that's honestly my, like, that's my goal. That's, I, I that's one of our biggest goals in plush too. Like we all just want to be there. We want to inspire people. We want to lift people up. We want to, because I, I don't feel like there could ever be enough of that, honestly. Like, I know Absolutely. that some yeah. people, you know, get annoyed with that whole, like, let's lift each other up. But it, but really, it's so important, especially in this day and age. It's so important that people feel like they matter in a sense of, like, the grand scheme of the world and humanity. Like, they, they people deserve to feel like there's, you know like they're like they matter seriously absolutely and i feel like music i mean i know that music gives that to people it makes you it, it's you become a part of something especially in the rock community absolutely you know? and, and, and you know you have an important role because you know that you know when scott and i were growing up uh, of the world of music rock was probably this much you know rock's yeah. a little smaller now than it used to be yeah. And you guys are carrying the flame um, in, in a much smaller field of rock and roll artists than there were, you know, when Scott yeah. and I grew up. So, so you have an awesome responsibility because you, you guys are really, you know, you're keeping rock and roll alive in a in a world where rock and roll doesn't have as many folks supporting it. So it's right. it's a great thing you're doing. Well, thank you so much. I I appreciate you saying that. Because it really it's true, and, it's and they're, not, they're not just my words. I've read reviews of you guys. So, uh, so as we round out the show, I, I just want to thank you so much. Uh, it, it's it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Well, thank you. I know this was so much fun. Like, I, uh, we'll get you I back wish it again. Wasn't over. We got to do it again. Yeah, uh, we'll absolutely get you back. Uh, I, I knew you'd be fun this time because you were you were fun three years ago where I. I wrongly said it was two years ago, but it was probably about three years ago because time flies. Man, that's crazy. Absolutely. So, so as we round things out, this is, it's such an old man's stupid question. Uh, but where do people find uh, Mariah Formica and Plush? Yeah. So um, you can find Plush on all social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Plush Rocks. Uh, on Facebook, we are Plush Official, and we also have a website called plushrocks.net. And uh, you could find me on all social media platforms as well. Uh, sorry, the whiskey's kicking in. Anyways, 
Um, yeah, so I'm at Mariah Formica on all platforms. Well, see, I should have taken a sip before I have to talk. Well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, this is another really enjoyable edition of Guitar Tales. I want to give an extra shout out to my friend Scott, guitarist Engel, and we will see you on our next episode. An extra special thanks to Charles Lorita and our great sponsor at Mischief Studios. Have a great night. I'm number two. I'm number two. No, I was the second. That's right. I was the second one. The second on Guitar Tales, ladies and gentlemen. You're watching it right now. I'm Big Daddy Ed with the Amish Outlaws. I got to go back to work. Here we go. Hi, this is Dave Cohen, host of Guitar Tales, and Scott Guitarist with Dangle. So we put together this show every week for you guys, or at least every other week. We want you to do two things for us, which would be good for everyone. If you could subscribe on our YouTube channel, that would be great. And, and share. Please share the videos around with your friends. Let them know Guitar Tales is out there. Uh, it's not just about guitar players. We have a lot to offer. Thank you.